The WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey and Steve Bone on Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services. The calendars have been flipped, and now it's time to turn up the thermostat. Two months remain in the regular season, and tonight is the start of divisional play across the Greater Them Conference. Good evening, folks, from Cassidy, Michigan. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, and I'm your host, Clark Ramsey. And at the right of me for his third season is Coach Steve Bowe. Hey, time flies. It seems like we were just doing the Marlette upset of Bad Axe and the regionals down to Beecher. It doesn't seem like it's been that long ago, but here we are back in the gym again, and we got another big game starting the season off in uh, conference play here. The holiday break is behind each of our area teams, and tonight the Greartham West gets into full gear. For the last two seasons, Bad Axe has finished second in the Greartham division, and while the Red Hawks are looking for their first league title since 2013. Hey, the West is a toss-up this year. There's uh, three, four teams can win this thing. Uh, tonight is a huge game to get started with, and uh, it's important to hold serve on your home court. So I'm sure <laughs> Cass City completely understands that, and Bad X is here hoping to steal one. The MHSA tournament begins in two months, but first, it's divisional play. It's the Bad X Hatchets on the road against the Cass City Red Hawks on your home for high school basketball, the WLW Sports Network, your Harvard home for high school hoops. On Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWsports.com. It's Bad Axe at Cass City right now. Tonight's presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Seiler, the talk of the thumb. Dia Services of Cass City for all your grain handling needs. North Star Bank guiding the way. Kohler Propane, nobody gives you gas like Kohler's. Hills and Hills Healthcare, Flannery Auto Mall, McVeigh Insurance Agency, Burkhart Plumbing and Heating, Thumb Bank and Trust, Community Strong since 1895, Case Survey, Insure Health. Better health, better life. Internet services are provided by Agar Valley Services on the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to agarvalleyservices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast and copyright presentation of Thumb Broadcasting Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction with the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly prohibited. It's the first week of January, which can mean a variety of things. Christmas break is over for the kids. Work is back in full force, and you have to cannot put off those, oh, I'll do it after the first of the year projects any longer, and the days are supposedly starting to get longer. But for us, the first Friday after New Year's means it's the start of another basketball broadcast season. Good evening, folks, from Cass City High School in a newly renovated gym. It's been a work in progress over the last few years, now with the old wooden bleachers making way for the more comfy composite type, which means our old broadcast spot also has gone away. We are now in the middle of the action between both benches, so... If you're listening to us, we might sound a little bit different. It's just because we're on the opposite side of your radio tonight. For our new listeners out there, my name is Clark Ramsey. I'll be your play-by-play announcer tonight, as I have for the last 12 seasons on WLW Sports. To my right now for his third season already, 
is the former associate head coach for the USA Patriots, Steve Bone. Good to have you back. <laughs> Clark, it's great to be here. said before, happier to burn the tree to make three seasons. Uh, you know, you never know when you might get cut, especially, you know, in this athletic world we're in. So well, there, it's awesome being here. There's always the broadcast portal for you if, <laughs> if, if you do get cut, but I, I – you're pretty safe. Trust me on that one. <laughs> the regular season is already about 25% complete, and as far as the 2023 rulebook goes, not much has changed, with the exception that teams are now able to play up to 22 games in the regular season versus the previous allowance of 20. As a result, we saw a lot more December action on the hardwood, something that should be beneficial for most of our teams in the area. Well, you look at the 22-game season. It's good for players. Because they get to play. Yeah. Bad for coaches because you got less time to coach because you're playing more games. So I guess you know, see, take it uh, for instance, Michigan State. I'm sure the players enjoy practice, or yeah, enjoy practice more than they do playing with Coach Izzo. Would you think so, or do you think it's the other way? I think it's the other way. Yeah, I think they want to play more than they want to practice. So yeah, from that standpoint, yeah, they got more action. But uh, from a coaching standpoint, I'm sure there was a lot of emphasis put on the two weeks over Christmas to get stuff put in. Most certainly. Now it's time for our usual disclaimer at the beginning of every broadcast season. This is our first basketball broadcast for us this year. And similar to the kids who might still be working off of a Christmas dinner or three, we too might be a little rusty with our call this evening. But I will say there's no one else I'd suffer through this opening night with then none other than Steve Bone to my right. Well, I don't know if people are listening that close, but I'm, I'm assuming they've already picked up on my rust. So, <laughs> But, uh, no, it's easy working with you. Uh, you know, like I said before, it's like working with Jim Nance. I mean, just <laughs> just show up and you let you do the work, and uh, we go from there. So looking forward to it, and uh, it's going to be a great season. Hello, friends. <laughs> All right, well, tonight is two undefeated teams going head-to-head -head for an early advantage in the greater than West standings, Bad Axe at Kansas City. And it's all in the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 in live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. The Bad Axe Hatchets on the road against the Kansas City Redhawks. Both teams undefeated tonight. Bad Axe at 6-0 overall. Have not lost a regular season game to a team not named Reese in over two years. In the Greater Than West, this is their first game of divisional play. 0-0 to start tonight. Finished second in the standings last year behind the Reese Rockets by two games. They're only two losses. Head coach for the Hatchets, a new one this year. Eric Glaza, first year as the varsity coach. Of course, longtime uh, JV coach. Mark Krug replaces him. And now he's at the helm for nine years, going 119 and 65. In that time, Mark Krug accumulated three district titles in two league championships. The Bad Axe Hatchets are scoring 60.5 points per game. That's the third best offense in the Greer Rhythm Conference, 8.5 more than Cass City. On defense, 38.7. That puts them at the top of the list in the Greer Rhythm Conference, ahead of number two, which would be Cass City, by 3.5 points. The Hatchets have played three games at home so far, against Saginaw Arts and Sciences and Ubley, and technically a home game against Owasso, although that game was played at Little Caesars Arena, winning each of those by an average of 21 points. And then they have won three times on the road as well, winning by 22 points at North Huron, North Branch, and Sandusky. Their most recent game two nights ago was at home. Bad Axe defeated Ubley in that one by four points, 
46-42. to Yeah, I was at that game, Clark. That was a really good game. Um, good, again, good early season uh, tilt. Ugly got a really nice team. Badax, I thought, did a really nice job defending Ugly. Um, and, again, that was a really good win for Badax coming into this game. The Badax Hatches are led in scoring by their interior players. Small forward Keaton Brown in center, Jake McPhee. Brown is hosting, or posting an average of 15.8 through six games. Bruiser Jake McPhee has averaged 12 points per contest. Those two seniors have been accounting for nearly 50% of all scoring for the Hatchets. Badax is rounded out by Chase Walker at 9.7 per game, Michael Jansen at 9.2, Grady Seltz 5.8, and Griffin Meinhold 4.3. I think for uh, Badax to win the league this year, they're going to, you know, Jansen and Seltz as sophomores are really going to have to help, help out with the scoring, come through for them. Um, the one kid I was impressed with last year was Meinhold. seems to be off to a little bit of a slow start. Maybe he gets it going tonight and gets his season going. It's time for a short break at the WLW Sports Center. From a return, we'll take a look at the home team in the Greertham West Foe for the Banax Hatchets, which will be the Cassidy Redhawks, right here on the WLW Sports Network. It's the Bad Axe Hatchets on the road at the Cassidy Red Hawks in our first broadcast of the season of the WLW Sports Network. Clark Ramsey and Steve Bone with your call tonight right at center court from our Agri Valley Services courtside seats. Cassidy enters tonight with a 5-0 record. They have not started out the season 5-0 in at least the last 12 seasons. In the Greater Than West, last league title came, well, 10 years ago, back in 2013. Aaron Fernald, head coach for the Red Hawks for now nine years, going 77 in 76. He has one greater than West title to his name. For the Cassidy Red Hawks, they average 52 points per game on offense. That's the conference's fifth best, but eight and a half less than the Hatchets. On defense, they're giving up just 42.2, also the fifth best defense of the GTC, and just three and a half behind number one, Bad Axe. Despite an average scoring margin of nearly 10 points, of Cassidy's five victories, three of them have been have been won by one possession or less. They beat Millington by three points, 45-42, with a game-winning three-pointer in the waning moments. Then they beat Novell at home by just one point, 55-54. And then just on Wednesday, they were on the road once again against a winless Saginaw Valley Lutheran and beat the Mustangs by yet again just one point, 51-50. Tonight is just their second home game of the season. I was here for their first home game against Novell, and I thought it was a really good game. Uh, Novell's got a real nice team. Uh, both teams played really well, back and forth, good defense, this, that, and the other. Uh, that was a really good win for Cass City. So I was a little surprised with the Valley Lutheran score uh, only being a one-point win. But anytime you go on the road, things change. So they'll be happy to be home again. Carter Patrick led the Red Hawks against Valley Lutheran with 27 points, as he is all season long. The junior is averaging 21 points per game through five games so far. Not far behind Patrick is fellow sharpshooter Michael Fernald with a 15-point average. The duo of Patrick and Fernald account for 70% of Cassidy's total offensive production. The only other player for Cassidy averaging over three points for the team is Riley Swiderski at 6.4. Despite all of that, the most important stat for the Red Hawks is that they have yet to lose a game this season. Well, that's what they say, just win, baby. Uh, Non-conference, quite often, teams just play. You get in the league, though, they start scheming against you. And again, that's 70% of your scoring coming from two guys. That's kind of, that's a little heavy. But in the Aaron Fernald system, where the points are normally at a premium, uh, he 
going to get them guys the ball, and if they score, it's going to be a low-scoring game. And probably the first, if anybody can get the 50 tonight, I think that's the first one to 50 for sure wins. So if not 40, but anyway. <laughs> well, tonight's festivities are just six minutes away. Up next, we'll analyze the tail of the tape and a direct comparison look between the Cassidy Redhawks and the Bad Axe Hatchets. Three minutes away from tipping things off in the first game of divisional play in the Greer of the West tonight. Banning's season has yet to have a blemish on it, accumulating six victories and six tries since the season began. Up until Wednesday, every game for the Hatchets has been a double-digit victory. That was when they snuck out a four-point win over Ubley at home of 46-42 day two days ago. Starting tonight, six of the next seven games for Banning's are on the road, taking them all the way into February. Their only home game is against Sanford Meridian next Friday. Yeah, that win against Ubley was a good win. Uh, they had to uh, perform under pressure late in the game. Uh, if you're going to be able to win the league here, you're going to have to be able to perform in uh, close games. And uh, again, with that many road games to start, if you can uh, sneak some of these out of here down the stretch, you got a real advantage playing on your home court. Cassidy has five victories, with three of them coming by one possession or less. The Red Hawks have played just one game at home back on December 20th when they beat Nouvelle by a point, 55-54. They knocked off the holiday break rust on Wednesday over at Valley Lutheran in Saginaw with yet another one-point victory, 51-50. Cassidy is home tonight but hit the road until January 18th, facing off with USA and Vassar in the meantime. Again, all good wins for Cass City. Um, I think Cass City's got the most talent with those two players. They get the two best players, I think, combo in the league. Um, in a way, it's I think they're looking at it as this is their league to win this year. And uh, tonight is a big, big stepping stone in that direction. Bad Axe leads in both offensive and defensive categories by a handful or so in each. On offense, Bad Axe with the third best offense in the conference, averaging 60.5 per game. Cass City has the fifth best, posting a 52-point average so far. Bad Axe statistically by 8.5. On defense, Bad Axe enters this evening with the best unit in the Greartham Conference, allowing just 38.7 per game. Cass City is in the five slot with a 42.2 average. Bad Axe by 3.5. So if by going by stats and stats alone, the Bad Axe Hatchets are favored by 12 points. Bad Axe has won the last five meetings with Cass City for the last Red Hawk victory. We have to go all the way back to February 7th, 2020, 51-39 in Bad Axe. That was when COVID was just some sort of fad in China still. And now we listen in to our PA announcer here, as well as our national anthem from Cass City High School. It's the start of group divisional play in the Greartham Conference. Big sports fans, Cassidy High School welcomes you to the pit for tonight's boys basketball game between the visiting Bad Axe Hatchets and your Cassidy Redhawks. Both schools are members of the Michigan High School Athletic Association and the Greater Thumb Conference. At tonight's GTW opener, Featuring two undefeated teams, we expect you to support your team in a proud, enthusiastic, and positive manner. Every game is a must-win when it comes to sportsmanship. 
Every fan needs to step up and give us their best sportsmanship while the athletes give us their best on the court. And now, ladies and gentlemen, at this time we ask that you stand. The privilege of this game was made possible by those who have fought and continue to fight for the freedoms we enjoy. Let us now honor and respect our country and their efforts. Civilian gentlemen, please remove your caps. And all veterans, we encourage you to render the appropriate salute. Everyone standing in attention, placing their hands over their hearts as Cass City High School sophomore Casey Gray proudly sings our national anthem. It's now time for the crystal ball forecast presented by Sure Health. For better health makes for a better life. It's time you ask yourself, are you sure? Well, current standings, 0-0, zero to zero, Steve. And you have the first prediction. Well, I'd love to know what our standings are for the first two years. I'm sure I was way ahead. <laughs> but anyways, I don't know why. I was really impressed with Cass City against Nouvelle. I think Cass City, 53, Bad Axe, 45. Oh. <laughs> okay. I said, I don't know. Again, I was really impressed. The only thing that worries me with Cass City is they got to rebound the basketball. I'm a little worried about that against McPhee and, and Brown and those guys. Well, I'm taking actually the opposite, almost exactly. Bad X 52, Cass City 47. Well, good. I mean, I think That's well, good. One of us is going to win here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Las Vegas has the Cassie Red Hawks favored by two and a half points. Pretty much right down the middle. Let's go. meet our starting lineups for both squads here tonight. And we'll start out for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Number two, a 5'11 sophomore, Michael Jansen. Number 10, a 5'10 senior, Griffin Meinhold gained the start. Number 11, a 5'11 senior, Keaton Brown is small forward. Chase Walker, a sophomore, six foot number 35. And Jake McPhee, six foot four senior, Jake McPhee at number 40. For the Cassidy Redhawks, coached by Aaron Fernald. The lights are off. The spotlight is on, folks. 
We have number two, a 5'11 senior, Riley Swiderski. Number five, a 5'10 junior for Cassidy, Cohen Sherman getting the start. Evan Clark, number 13, makes some valuable minutes and valuable points as well. 6'3 senior, Evan Clark. And then the duo, the dynamic duo, perhaps the two best players in the conference. Number 25, a six-foot junior, Carter Patrick, leads the team in scoring at 27 and two nights ago. And Michael Fernald, who averages 15 points a game, six-foot-three senior. Bad X coached by Eric Glaza, the Cassie Redhawks coached by Aaron Fernald. As we got quite the show going on here right now, Steve. Hey, you can tell. If a team thinks they're going to be good at the pregame, because they're going all out here. So they're excited about the season here in Cass City. Well, it's definitely the first broadcast of the year. (laughs) We're figuring out some technical difficulties on our side. I forgot one cable, which just so happens to be the cable that allows me to hear in both ears. So I'm going mono tonight in my left ear. My right ear is going to feel really good in the morning. Left, not so much. But Steve Bone, what are your first thoughts here from tonight? Well, again, I think a big key for Cass City is rebounding the basketball. If you look at the discrepancy between the two teams, Cass City goes to the free throw line a lot. Bad X doesn't go as much, but Bad X will jack up some threes. The few times that we've you know, seen them on tape and stuff, and I've seen them live, they shot more threes than twos. So it'll be interesting to see how Cass City defends them. They're going to get out and really make them go inside, or... They're going to give them shots. So we'll see what happens here. Cassidy in their home white uniforms. Cassidy across their chest in maroon maroon numbers as well. Black outline. The Bad Axe hatches in the road blue uniforms. Bad Axe above and below the white numbers. Yellow and white stripes down the side. We got a three-man officiating crew here tonight, and we got an official game ball out of the closet. And we're ready to get things going here. Bad Axe will be marching left to right across the radio. Cassidy right to left across the radio in a completely renovated gym here. New, brand new LED lights, new gym uh, bleachers. Paint job was from a couple years ago. Beautiful looking gym in the pit here. The tip is won by Bad Axe. And here comes the Hatchers. Keaton Brown feeds it down inside immediately to Chase Walker. He can't get to fall. And the rebound is brought in by Evan Clark for the Cassidy Redhawks. Here comes Cassidy. Slowing things down, Carter Patrick across midcourt. Being defended by Griffin Meinhold, dribbles to his left, passes to his left to Michael Fernald. Top of the key, Evan Clark, one dribble, feeds it down, give and go to Carter Patrick, in for two points. Nice looking move there in the Cassidy Redhawks strike first blood with 7.35 remaining in the first. It's 2 nothing. Yeah, they caught Badax overplaying on Carter, just backdoor cut, really nice uh, give and go. Badax to Jake McPhee at the right elbow, takes the jump shot, this one's no good. Evan Clark with a second rebound this evening and pushing tempo to Riley Swiderski, out right at the right elbow, or back out to the right el- wing. Back to the top to Michael Fernald, over to the left wing to Carter Patrick. Starts his dribble against Griffin Meinhold, feeds it over to number five, Cohen Sherman. Starts the dribble, resets the offense, top of the key, dribbles back to the left wing. Nothing there, picks up his dribble at the left wing, feeds it down, and he can't hang on to it as the pass. A little bit too much mustard for Michael Fernald, goes out of bounds. First turnover this evening, gives the ball back to Badax. Badax playing man-to-man, uh, being really aggressive on uh, Patrick. Meinhold's almost in a full denial on him, going to make him work all over the floor to get it. Badax over to the right wing to Michael Jansen, the sophomore. Back up to Griffin Meinhold. He starts to dribble down the right side of the lane, turns and takes a jump shot fade away, and this one's good. Griffin Meinhold puts Badax on the board with 6.41 remaining in the first quarter, 2-2. Two two. Badax picking up full court, just come token pressure, but they are in denial on Carter Patrick. Evan Clark over to Cohen Sherman right at midcourt. Chase Walker comes, picks him up. 
Over to Evan Clark, to the right wing to Sherman once again. Looking to feed inside, nothing there. Carter Patrick top of the key. Griffin Meinhold slips but gets back up, still defended. Evan Clark left wing against Jake McPhee. Starts his dribble around the perimeter. Back to the top to Michael Fernald. Six minutes left, two to two, ball game. Michael Fernald from the left elbow takes a jump shot and cannot get it to fall. It hits the iron three times and rebound brought in by Badax. Pushing tempo, Chase Walker into the corner to Griffin Meinhold. Dribbling around the perimeter, resets the offense, gives back to number two, that'd be Michael Jansen. Over to the left wing, into the corner to McPhee. Screening to the left elbow would be Griffin Meinhold. Double dribbles twice into the lane, gives feeds it to Keaton Brown. This one goes over top of the rim, and rebound brought in by Cass City. Still 2-2 two two ball game, 5.44 left in the first quarter. Michael Fernald against Keaton Brown at the f- elbow. Down to the corner, down the baseline, and Evan Clark is rejected by the bottom of the backboard. And this is going to be Cass City ball. Looks like it was deflected by a blue jersey. Surprised by that call? A little bit. <laughs> it did look like it hit behind a bag where maybe they're saying it would deflect it. 5-34 in counting here in the first quarter. 2-2 two two ball game. Cassidy struck first. Maddox responded. Now Cassidy's back on offense at the free throw line. Michael Fernald over to Sherman at the left wing. Skips pass over to the right wing, and this one's nearly stolen away by Griffin Meinhold. Instead, it's actually the officials are saying it is Cassidy ball. Wow. Good conference there from the officials. Yep. Carter Patrick inbounds. Griffin Meinhold in front of him. Gets it into Cohen Sherman, top of the key. Dribbles to his left. 5-15 in the first. 2-2. Two two. Swiderski against Jansen. Picks up his dribble in the short corner. Beats it to Michael Fernald at the left wing. Thought about taking the three. And Sherman swings, sneaks underneath the defense. Back over to Evan Clark, right wing. Nothing there. Picks up his dribble. Resets it at right of midcourt into the hands of Cohen Sherman. Sherman dribbles down the left end to the wing, into the corner to Swiderski. Swiderski jump stop inside the lane to the short corner. Evan Clark for the jump shot. This one's no good. Carter Patrick gets the rebound into the hands of Michael Fernald. Inside the paint over to Evan Clark and back to the top to Sherman. Sherman goes down the right side of the lane, puts it off the glass. This one's no good. Fernald puts it back in, and it's in for two points. Nice hustle there from Michael Fernald, keeping that one alive himself. Bad X. With two points on offense, trailing Cassidy by two points, four to two. Four twenty remains in the first. Chase Walker to Jansen into the corner to McPhee, feeding it down to Keaton Brown. Double team there. This one's too strong, and rebound brought in by Evan Clark. Here comes Cassidy, controlling tempo of this game so far. Cohen Sherman across midcourt, being guarded by Chase Walker, and Walker nearly got the steal. Sherman still dribbling against Walker over to Michael Fernald. Buzz cut and all. Over to the left wing to Riley Swiderski. Swiderski against Jansen. Swiderski dives inside the lane and picks up the foul on his way. It looks like it's going to be on the floor. It'll be Cassidy ball underneath their own basket. Maddox really getting after him defensively. I mean, they're denying Patrick. They're denying, denying Fernald. So they're almost taking turns now, posting up underneath, which is a good way to go if they're going to deny it. If you take him down the post, it's hard to deny it down there. You just throw over the top. Foul goes against Michael Jansen, his first. Michael Fernald gets the inbound on the three wing and takes the three. This one's no good. Rebound brought in by Maddox. Here come the Hatchets. Keaton Brown over to the right wing to Jansen. To Meinhold, who takes the three in the right wing. This one bounces. No good. Offensive board, though, by Keaton Brown. Back out to Jansen for three. This one is good. Out the basket and one. The old-fashioned four-point play upcoming here for the sophomore, Michael Jansen, as he's fouled on his way up 
And the foul will go against number two, Riley Swiderski, his first and Cassidy's first. Cassidy's doing a nice job in their man as well, putting a lot of pressure on the ball, getting out on that next pass, making uh, almost making Badax look inside. And now suddenly Badax has a two-point lead. Six to four. As the old-fashioned four-point play is complete. Into the corner, Riley Swiderski dribbles inside the lane, lost his footing, but still is able to get up, and the layup is in for two points for Swiderski. That's his first points. We're tied at six. 3.15 left here into the first quarter. Badax at the left wing. That'd be Jansen. To McPhee, back up to Walker. Walker dribbles down the right side of the lane, puts it up. This one's blocked by Evan Clark. Out of bounds, Badax ball, right side of your radio. Clark's long in there. <laughs> That's the, the namesake there. 3 3 <laughs> left in the first quarter. 6-6, six six, Badax inbounds. Took you a second there. It's okay. Drain Romas checks in. Chase Walker back to Jansen. As Griffin Meinhold takes a breather here. Romas to Jansen to McPhee. Down inside to Keaton Brown. Double team. And it puts it up strong, a little too strong. And rebound ripped down by Fernhold. But Badax getting what they want there. Just not yeah. finishing. Carter Patrick takes the three from the right wing. This one's no good. Rebound ripped down by Jake McPhee. And here come the Hatchets in a tie ball game. Six to six. Chase Walker takes the three left wing. This one's short. And rebound ripped out, brought down by Evan Clark yet again. Riley Swirsky, right wing to Evan Clark, top of the key. Starts his dribble against McPhee. Nothing there. Good defense from McPhee. Over to Cohen Sherman. Resets the offense. Chase Walker grind from six feet. 2-10 left in the first quarter. 6-6. Carter Patrick with the 17-footers in and out. No good. Rebound brought in by Keaton Brown. And here come the Hatchets. Two minutes left in the first quarter. 6-6 ball game. Both teams undefeated entering tonight. Five wins for Cass City. Six wins for Maddox. McPhee up to the top to Chase Walker. Pump fakes twice against Carter Patrick. Spins inside the lane. Wide open. In for two points. Chase Walker's first points this evening gives Badax a two-point lead with a minute 44 left in the first quarter. Eight to six, Badax leading Cassidy. Nice stop, shot fake, get everybody in the air and make the easy basket. Fernald back up to the top to Cohen Sherman. To Riley Swiderski against Jansen, resets the offense. No hurry here, minute 25 left in the first. Fernald at the high post. The kicks back out to Evan Clark with a high-powered off pass. Back to Fernald in the corner. Nothing there. Starts his dribble against Keaton Brown. Great defense from Brown and is stolen away. But there is Carter Patrick to sneak it, sneak it back. He's in the backcourt and he is guarded closely by Drake Romas and Romas will pick up the foul. That'll be the first against Romas. Second team foul. Substitution for the Red Hawks. Younger brother Carter Patrick. Trent Patrick checks in. Replaces Cohen Sherman as well as Braylon Valley checks in and replaces Evan Clark for the Red Hawks. Remember I said non-conference, they just let you play? Yeah, not so much. <laughs> the league it's scheming. There's uh, switching out Meinhold, and to, to they're just denying Carter all over the floor. He's <laughs> he's often and puffing hard right now. He's going to have to work for it. He's got yes, three more quarters to go. Yes, he's going to work for every point he gets tonight. Trent Patrick, acting point guard, headband and all, to Michael Fernald, right wing. Drayden Rojas. Isn't even looking at the basket right now. Michael Fernald takes the jump shot. This one's no good. And it's rebound brought in by Badax. Five rebounds for the Hatchets. Eight for Cass City. 
Bannax leads by two points, eight to six with 40 seconds left in this first quarter. Over to the right wing to Meinhold, who's back in the ball game. Down to the low post to Jansen, kicks it back out to Chase Walker for three. This one's no good. Or long two that was brought in by Carter Patrick. 25 seconds left. Carter Patrick inside the lane, and he loses his handle on it. And they're going to say he's tipped out of bounds by a blue jersey. Cassidy Ball. Substitution for the Bad X Hatchets. Grady Seltz will be checking in. He's a 5'11 sophomore. In his first play in action tonight, and replaces fellow sophomore Michael Jensen. So other for Cass City right now, we have Carter Patrick, Trent Patrick, Braylon LaValle, Michael Fernald, and Riley Swiderski. Swiderski gets the pass in the left corner. 18 seconds left. To Michael Fernald, left elbow, dribbles inside, puts it off the glass, or off the back of the iron, and in for two points. Fernald with four, and we're tied at eight. Eight seconds left. Third tie of this game, and, and ball's tipped out of bounds by Braylon LaValle. So Maddox will inbound in front of the Cassidy bench right side of your radio with 4.6 seconds left in the first quarter. Cassidy 8, Badax 8. Back and forth ball game. No team has led by more than two points. Griffin Meinhold gets the pass against Carter Patrick. At the left elbow, it's blocked by Carter Patrick, and that's how the first quarter will end with an 8-8 ball game. After eight minutes of play, 8-8. Cassidy and Badax. Played eight minutes, and it's an 8-8 eight eight ball game. Cassidy and Benex, what do you think of that first quarter there, Steve Bowe? <laughs> it's really good. I, I really like the defense both teams are playing. Again, they understand the importance of this game, getting started league action. This is a huge game. Cassidy starts on, off, on offense. Ball gets tipped out of bounds, so Carter Patrick will be inbounding with Griffin Mind holding his face. And inbounds to his younger brother, Trent Patrick. Cross midcourt, being guarded by... Number five, Grady Seltz, who just picked up a foul on the hand check for Seltz. That's his first, Badax's third team foul. Jake McPhee checks in and replaces number 45, Isaac Wade, who checked in there for just a brief moment to give Jake McPhee a breather. 7.43 left in the first half. 8-8, eight eight, Cassidy and Badax all square. Trent Patrick against Isaac Wade, sophomore against sophomore. It's over to Trent Patrick, still the left wing, over to Carter Patrick against Meinhold. Starts his dribble around the perimeter, seven and a half to play in the first half. Gets a screen from Michael Fernald right at the top. Give and go to Fernald, ball passes off the mark and is re stolen away by Chase Walker. And uh, his layup is blocked by Carter Patrick. That's his second block tonight. And rebound brought down by the Kansas City Redhawks. A really nice block. Beautiful. Down to the left block, Riley Swirsky goes to work. This one does not have the touch and his rebound brought in by Jake McPhee, gives the ball back to Banax. Still tied 8-8. Eight eight. Seven minutes remain in the second quarter. Over to the left wing to Chase Walker, takes the NBA three. This one's off the mark. And rebound brought in by Trent Patrick for Cass City. Carter Patrick across midcourt, over to the right wing. Gets a screen from Braylon Valley, goes the opposite way. Michael Fernald over to Trent Patrick, left wing. Thought about taking the three, does not. Back to Michael Fernald. Pump fakes against Keaton Brown. Starts his dribble. One dribble, 17-footers up. This one's smooth. Michael Fernald leads all scorers with six points. Michael Fernald with that one makes it now 10-8. Cass City leads by two points. Right wing. That'd be number five, Grady Seltz. 
Again, now passes over to Griffin Meinhold. Banks the silts against Trent Patrick. Takes the three. This one's no good. Rebound brought in by Chase Walker. And he slips, and they're going to call travel on that one. That is Bad Axe's first turnover this evening. Michael Jansen checks in, replaces Jake McPhee. Bad Axe seems to be getting a little frustrated. They can't get the ball to Brown. Um, can't get it to McPhee, so they're kind of settling for some shots right now. And then uh, Cass City, the, the other guys don't look real confident uh, trying to score. So <laughs> understand why 70% of the offense goes through those two guys. Trent Patrick to Michael Fernald, left wing. Cass City leads by two points, 10-8. Fernald dribbles up to Riley Swirsky, top of the key, against Chase Walker. To Carter Patrick. And we have a timeout called by Aaron Fernald with 5.45 left in the second quarter. It's a 30-second timeout right here on the WLW Sports Network. Five thirty-four left in the second quarter. Cassie leads by two points, ten to eight. Coming out of a thirty-second timeout, Aaron Fernald trying to reinvigorate his squad, trying to get some movement here on offense, and so far it's worked. Riley Swiderski dives down the right side of the lane, in for two points. Count the basket with the foul. And Riley Swiderski would now with four points in the night, trying to make it five here with a made free throw, as will be the fourth team foul against the Bad Axe Hatchets. And this one will go against number five, Grady Seltz. That is his second, so early foul trouble for him. And that'll be actually, actually the fourth team foul for the Hatchets. So Jake McPhee checks in, replaces Grady Seltz. That again, doing a really nice job defensively. You know, they do get a little overexposed just because they're playing out so hard, so it does lead them to, to beat on some uh, dribble drives, but... Misses the free throw, but an offensive foul, or offensive rebound brought in by Braylon. The Valley keeps Cass City on offense. 5.05 left in the second quarter. Carter Patrick against Meinhold. Dribbling around the perimeter to the left wing to Riley Swirsky. Resets the offense. Screen for Michael Fernald, but he picked up his dribble before he could get there. Over to Trent Patrick, and it's a loose ball, and it goes off the foot of Michael Jansen. Cass City ball. Yeah, Bad Axe, again, do a nice job denying, but when they get the ball, they're still putting their hands on them. I think the refs are going to get after them a little bit on that. So once you get the ball, just space off a little bit. Keep denying, though. It's, it's going to wear them down, that's for sure. Carter Patrick spins to his right on a screen from the left and takes a 16-footer. This one's short. And rebound ripped down by Keaton Brown for the Bad Axe edges. Chase Walker over to Jake McPhee, wide open left of the block. And in for two points, it's McVee's first points in the first points for Bad Axe since a minute 48 left in the second, or in the first quarter. 4.25 left in the second quarter. It's now 12-10, to 10, a two-point ball game in favor of Cass City. That was a really good drive and dish. McPhee, they, get, they need to get McPhee going. Trent Patrick in the corner, back up to Riley Swiderski. Substitutions coming from either team here at the next dead ball. Swiderski dribbles to his right against... Chase Walker, Braille in the Valley. Against McPhee, one dribble, and he lost his footing and traveled with it. That'll be the third turnover for Cass City. Substitutions, Cohen Sherman and Evan Clark replace Trent Patrick and Braille in the Valley. Griffin Meinhold sits down for the Bad Axe Hatchets and is replaced by number two, 
Uh, nope, 20. Jansen was out there already. 20. Number 20. Romas. Drayden Romas. Romas. It seems to be what they're doing. They're just alternating them in and out, and they're in full denial on Carter Patrick. So they're just keeping a fresh guy all the time in, taking Patrick away. Keaton Brown takes the jump shot from the free throw line. This one's no good. Rebound tracked down by a white jersey. Here comes Cass City with a two-point lead. 12 to 10, three and a half left in the second quarter. Carter Patrick gets the pass at the right elbow, takes the jump shot. This one is good. Good stroke there from the junior. Puts Cassidy up by four points, 14 to 10, and a steal by Cohen Sherman. Evan Clark goes down the right lane, and this one's in for two points. And a little bit of a streak here for the Red Hawks. Now leads by six points, 16 to 10. And we have a full timeout called by the Bad Axe Hatches with 310 remaining in the second quarter right here on the WNLW Sports Network. comes out of a full timeout and they set up the play beautifully. Get the shot off to Michael Jansen but the three was off the mark and rebound brought in by Cass City. We're headed the other way. Cass City leads by their largest tonight. Six points, 16 to 10. Carter Patrick in the corner for three. This one's no good. Rebound brought down by Keaton Brown for the Hatchets. 16 to 10. Cass City leads Bannex. Bannex on offense with 2.40 left in the second quarter. To the left wing, Keaton Brown. Slows things down, back to Chase Walker. Gets a screen for McPhee, over to the right wing. Griffin Meinhold starts his dribble. Nothing there against Evan Clark. Down to the right block, puts this one up, and this one's in for two. Nice touch there from Meinhold. He has four, and stops the bleeding for the Hatchets. 2.20 left in the first half. 16-12, to 12, Cassidy by four points. Yeah, that was a big basket right there. <laughs> you would think so. Evan Clark over to Michael Fernald, off the glass. A lot of contact there, none called. He has eight points, and it's now Cassidy 18, Badax 12. 202 remains in the second quarter. Chase Walker against Carter Patrick, great wing. Now up to the top of the key to Keaton Brown. Down to the low post to Jake McPhee. Double teamed there. This one's off the mark on the shot. Rebound brought down by Fernald. Good defense there from Fernald as well. And the pass over to Riley Sversky is knocked out of bounds by Chase Walker. Cassidy ball, right side of the paint. Minute 45 left in the second quarter, 18 to 12. Cassidy by six points, ties their largest tonight. Into the corner, Michael Fernald against Keaton Brown. D tight defense there, Carter Patrick, triple team. And the ball's still loose, now Evan Clark scoops it up. And a little miscommunication there, and it goes right out of bounds. That will be the fourth turnover for Cass City. Banax with just one turnover tonight. A minute 24 left in the second quarter. Cass City 18, Banax 12, the Hatchets back in offense. The officiating is in favor of Banax tonight as far as early <laughs> game plan because they want to deny and they are beating them up yes. from getting the ball, that's for sure. At the left wing, top of the key to Michael Jansen. Starts to dribble against Cohen Sherman. Kicks it back out to Griffin Meinhold. Takes the three. He is fouled. And this will send Griffin Meinhold to the line for three shots. Will be the first foul against Evan Clark. His first, team second. Griffin Meinhold on the season. Has attempted six free throws. Has made five of them. 83% free throw shooter thus far this season. 
Not yet. And he misses the first. <laughs> the old broadcaster curse. Right. Yeah, you follow a guy sh shoot a jump shot from beyond the arc. I think that'll get you on the bench. I think it's on the bench pretty I'm quick. I'm assuming that's what. Uh, I think Mason Nevik is uh, on those duties here. <laughs> I think he's As Griffin Vine holds second free throw is good. And that, there goes Evan Clark. <laughs> he must have been the one that fouled on the three-point shot. That it would be correct. <laughs> but it also gives him two fouls, so they're trying to get him to halftime with. <laughs> they get two out of three. It's now 18-14. to 14. Cassidy by four points. One minute remains in the first half. Cohen Sherman to Carter Patrick, top of the key against Meinhold. At left elbow, takes the jump shot, and this one's good from 17 feet. Carter Patrick with six points, 20 to 14, Cassidy by six. That's really good. Meinhold's looking at it going, gosh, what more can I do? There's not much he can do. He came nothing he can do. Sometimes the offense is better than the defense. And we have a defensive foul on the right block here. We'll go against Cassidy's number two. Riley Swiderski, that's his second team's Baddox has really been fourth. trying to go to Brown down in the block, and uh, Cass City's really collapsing on it hard. They beat it into Keaton Brown in the right corner. He hits the three. That's the first three of the night for either team, and now suddenly it's a three-point ball game, 20-17. to 17. Keaton Brown keeping Baddox in this one. Cohen Sherman slowing things down. 18 seconds left. Cass City 20. Banach 17. Cohen Sherman back up to Michael Fernald against Keaton Brown. Pivoting. Now starts his dribble. 10 seconds left. Going for one shot now. Michael Fernald is pickpocketed by Keaton Brown. Going the other way. Four seconds. In the corner. Kicks it back out. And it's stolen away. And it is going to be knocked out of bounds. It'll be Banach's ball with four tenths of a second remaining in this first half. Yeah, I'm not sure... Uh... Brown knew exactly how much time was left when he got the steal. No. Price never gave it up. They feed it into Griffin Meinhold, who takes a three, and he nailed it. No word yet if it's good or not. Count the basket. The three is good, and we are tied at halftime. Kind of looked like Bay with the Pistons the other night against Woo. Golden State. Catch and shoot. Bang. Griffin Meinhold with four tenths of a second. Puts it up. Tips it in. And puts the three in to tie this one at 20. After 16 minutes of play, 20 to 20. Good half. Good half. Not bad. One half is over, one half to go on the WNLB Sports Network. Clark Ramsey and Steve Bone with your call tonight from our Anger Valley Services courtside seats. 20 to 20. All tied up. We were tied up at the end of the first quarter, 8 to 8. Both teams with 12 points. Mind you, it was 20 to 14. Cassidy by six points with 48 seconds left in the first half. But then Bad X hits two back-to-back -back threes to make this a tie ball game, including Griffin Meinhold, buzzer beater from about 24 feet. Bad X is led by Griffin Meinhold with nine points, four points for Michael Jansen, three points for Keaton Brown, and two points each for Chase Walker and Jake McVeigh. 
For the Cassidy Redhawks, they are led by Michael Vernald with eight points, Carter Patrick at six, Riley Swiderski at four, and Evan Clark at two. And that's all of it. Cassidy has attempted one free throw, missed it. Benex, three for four from the free throw line for 75%. Benex with one turnover, Cassidy with five turnovers. What do you have for shooting? Uh, Cass City, pretty much everything they made was inside the arc. Uh, again, going to the basket on a couple backdoor cuts, and then they're getting a Fernald and uh, Patrick with great uh, pull-up game. They uh, So they scored all their baskets in there. They were 10 to 17. They were 0 for 3 from behind the arc, but that kind of ball pressure, you're going to have a hard time getting shots off. Uh, then you go over to Bad Axe. They struggled inside. They were 4 of 14 for, you know, under 30% there, and then they were 3 of 9. They hit them last two. So ended up being three and nine for 33%. So overall, I mean, Badak's got to be really happy. I mean, they shot 30%. They're tied. Um, Cass City shot 50%, and they're tied. So Cass City can't be too thrilled with that. Uh, but it, you know, just looking at the whole thing, uh, just it's a Cass City thing. I mean, it's so hard to score points against. And they do a nice job positionally, defensively. They take away some of the things you want to do. But then again, offensively, they're very patient. They're going to get. They're going to get Patrick. They're going to get Fernald in spots where they want the ball. Uh, the other guys really don't look to shoot too much, so your score seems to get held down. Um, going to be interesting second half. Again, this is what we think the West is going to be. There are going to be games like this every night up and down this league for most games. And uh, so this one's no different. It's going exactly the way we thought it would. Especially when you think you got Cassidy, you got Badax, you got Lakers. And, then, of course, and Reese. Reese, Reese is going to make some noise. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be as much fun as they've had in the West. You know, it's kind of been, you know, decided. You kind of well, it's gonna be USA. Well, it's gonna be Reese. Well, it's gonna be USA. Then it's gonna be Reese. So it's a little different this year. But uh, anyways, it's gonna be fun following. I can tell you that. It should be fun. Certainly should be fun. As we are tied, entering the third quarter here, twenty to twenty. Rebounds go in favor of Cass City, fifteen to nine over Badax. 12 defensive, 3 offensive for Cassidy, 7-2 for Badax. Badax, possession arrow in their favor, so Badax will start out on offense, now moving right to left across your radio. Griffin Meinhold gets the inbound onto Carter Patrick, defending him just across midcourt. 20-20, and two cores now into the third quarter. To Chase Walker, feeding inside the opposite block, wide open is Jake McPhee. I think we know the halftime message. Feed it inside, and Badax has their lead, 22-20 with 7.39 left in the third quarter. That's what they've really been trying to do is get Brown the ball down the block. He got it in there, made a really nice pass to McPhee for an easy basket. Carter Patrick at the left wing, dribbles down in, and he's going to be caused a foul. And this will go against a basically hand check. Bill Lambeer clear out per se. You know, Coach Fernald's been uh, harping on him pretty hard about that going into the locker room about uh, the amount of contact when they have the ball. And that goes against Griffin. Might hold his first, team's first in the second half. So Carter Patrick will inbound underneath their own basket for Cass City. Right side of your radio feeding up to the top to Riley Swiderski. Wide open. Or to Evan Clark. Into the corner to Michael Fernald. Takes the three, and this one's good. Michael Fernald with 11 points. Now puts Cassidy back on top by one point, 23 to 22. 7-14 remaining in the first, excuse me, in the third quarter. I know Badax plays uh, zone on inbounds plays, but boy, that sure gives uh, Fernald and Patrick a lot of room to work. 
Michael Jansen takes a three left wing. This one's no good. Rebound nearly brought down by Jake McPhee, but Evan Clark rips it out of his hands. Here come the Red Hawks, leading by one point, 23 to 22. Into the corner to Riley Swiderski. He takes a three. This one's good. Back-to-back threes from Cass City. Now up 26 to 22. 6.43 and counting in the third quarter. And the ball is knocked loose and goes out of bounds. It'll be Banax ball. Left side of your radio. Cass City 26, Banax 22. Back-to-back threes puts Cass City back on top. Yeah, don't make one at all in the first half. <laughs> get your first two in the second half. Keaton Brown will inbound to Jake McPhee at the low post. Back up to the top to Chase Walker. He starts his dribble on the runner. This one's off the mark. And off balance. Re- rebound brought in by Michael Fernald. And it's stolen away by Keaton Brown. Brown dribbling the top of the key. Back up to Chase Walker. Resets the offense to Michael Jansen to Griffin Meinhold. Down to McPhee against Fernald. Back out to Jansen to Chase Walker. He takes a three. This one's off the mark. And rebound brought in by Keaton Brown. He takes a three. Now this one is no good. And rebound brought in by Jake McPhee. Keeps possession alive. Jump stop inside. And this one is in for two points from Michael Jansen. Back-to-back offensive rebounds. Now it's a two-point ball game, 26-24. Just about six minutes left here in the third quarter. Cohen Sherman, left wing, being guarded from a distance by Michael Jansen. Gets a screen from Michael Fernald. Dribbles over to the right wing, hands it off to Riley Sversky. Give and go in between the high and low post to Michael Fernald. Jump shot, no good, but chases down in his own rebound. Cassidy still on offense, leading by two points, 26-24. 5.35 left in the third quarter. Cohen Sherman. Dribbling to the left into the corner to Carter Patrick. Gets McPhee to leave his feet. Dribbles to his right. Griffin Meinhold. Now screen from Fernald. Goes inside the free throw line over the right wing to Cohen Sherman. Jump stab off the right block. And it cannot fall. Rebound brought down by Keaton Brown. 26-24. Still Cassidy by two. Griffin Meinhold for the Bad Axe Hatchets at the right wing. Feeding inside to Keaton Brown. Give and go off the glass. And this one does not have the touch. Rebound by Michael Fernald for the Red Hawks. Nice look there from Keaton Brown, just not have the finish. Give and go down the baseline to Carter Patrick, and he is hammered. And this is going to be resulting in two shots for Carter Patrick as Chase Walker is going to be getting the foul. Nope, actually, that goes against Griffin Meinhold. So that's his second, team second. Carter Patrick at the free throw line, shooting two. Getting bad act staying with the game plan, denying Fernald and Patrick all over the floor. And then uh, still trying to go inside to Brown down the low. Carter Patrick has been struggling for the free throw line this season. 60% free throw shooter misses his first one. With 4.57 left in the third quarter. And he misses both of them. Did the same thing on Wednesday night, but then he picks up his own rebound. On the baseline, goes up strong, and he is going to be fouled on his way back up. And he'll have a chance to redeem himself for two more free throws here. Well, this is the one advantage I thought Cass City had was getting to the basket, especially uh, Patrick. He gets to the basket. He's strong. He can hang. Draws a lot of contact. Now he's just got to convert him. Would you say he's shooting on the season? 68%. 68? Yeah. All right. That ain't bad. Free throw is good. So he's one for three tonight. 27-24. Could be two for four now. Yes, he is. 28 to 24. As Carter Patrick converts on both free throws. Well, token 1 uh, 2 2, full court press from Cass City. Giving Bad X a little trouble. 
Griffin Meinhold to Keaton Brown, top of the key for three. It's up, and it's no good. Rebound put back from Jansen's no good. And Keaton Brown gets the offensive board, and this one's in for two points. Nice effort there from the senior, Keaton Brown. He is five. 28-26, a two-point ball game. And Cohen Sherman traveled with it in the short corner on the right side. In the pregame, we talked about how I thought Cass City's got to be able to rebound. And they did a good job in the first half, but they've been getting out-competed on the offensive glass here by Badax. Just giving them a number of uh, second-chance opportunities, and they've converted a couple now. Badax with five rebounds in the second half, four of those on the offensive glass. Down to McPhee, back out to Griffin Meinhold at the free-throw line. And we have a foul on the floor. And this is going to go against Carter Patrick. That's his first in Cass City's first as well. Bannix with just one turnover in this game. Came to the second quarter. Cass City with seven. Keaton Brown inbounding under his own basket. Left side of the radio. Feeds it in. And this one's going to be tipped and brought in by Jansen. Jansen streaks down the lane down to McPhee. And it's blocked from behind for Carter Patrick for his third block of the night. Another nice block. <laughs> that is really nice. Someone known for their scoring ability. Certainly racking up the blocks tonight. Yes. Halfway through the third quarter. Cass City 28. Bannix 26. Cohen Sherman back to Carter Patrick against Meinhold. To Fernald to Evan Clark. Starts his dribble. Picks it up to Carter Patrick. Streaks down at the left block. And he's going to be an offensive foul as Chase Walker was camped out in the lane and draws the offensive, offensive foul for Carter Patrick, his second, team second. Ran that backdoor cut again on uh, Meinhold overplaying. Had a good route to the basket. That's nice uh, rotation by Badax. And then uh, take the charge. So bad X ball, 90 feet from their own hoop. Right to left across your radio. Inbound to Keaton Brown as Cassidy's showing some pressure here full court. Back to Jansen. Feeds it inside. Keaton Brown tipped away. But there is Drake Romas back to Keaton Brown. And this one is swatted away. And he's fouled. He'll go to the free throw line for two shots. Keaton Brown acting like a senior out there. Taking the team on his back at the moment. And the foul will go against Tyler Kumper. That's his first, team's third. The 1-2-2, two, two, uh, three-quarter court press that Cass City's employing is giving Baddock's a little bit of trouble, but once they, once they get through it, they're getting it to Braun in the middle of the floor, and that's a good place for him to attack from. So they may be getting out of that. First free throw is good from the Keaton Brown. And the second one's as good as the first. Two for two. Now Badex picks up full court. 28-28. to 28. Fifth tie of this ballgame. We've also had two lead changes. Riley Swiderski dribbling around the perimeter against Chase Walker. Has a count on him. And we have a timeout called by Aaron Fernald and the Red Hawks. 28-28. Will return in 30 seconds with 3.15 left in the third quarter. to 28. Cassidy calls a full timeout. It was 20 to 20 when we started this quarter at half. Steve Bone, what have we seen here from Cassidy? I mean, again, it's just a really well-played game so far. Um, Coach Fernhall doesn't call timeout, just to call timeout. He's got something drawn
on up here. It'll either be for his son or for Carter once they get it in. And they feed it to Carter Patrick in the short corner. Back to Trent Patrick in the corner for three. And this one is good. Trent Patrick with his first points of the night comes at a critical time and stops a 4-0 run from the Banax Hatchets. It's now 31-28 with three minutes remaining in the third quarter. As a response, there is Michael Jansen, fellow sophomore, with his second three of the night. And we're tied at 31 with 2.48 remaining in the, in the third quarter. Back-to-back threes, both from sophomores from both teams. Carter Patrick's fadeaway jump shot, no good. Rebound brought in by Michael Jansen. Back to Drain Robaz. Starts his dribble, one dribble back to Jansen to Chase Walker. Against Carter Patrick, 225 left in the third quarter, 31-31. to Tie ball game has it been maturing this evening. Tied at the end of every quarter so far. Drain Romaz against number three, Tyler Cumber. And they're trying to feed it down, and it's tipped away, and it'll be Banax ball. Well, they're just relentless on trying to get it inside to Brown or McPhee. Brady Seltz checks in, replaces Michael Jansen. Sophomore for sophomore. Keaton Brown inbounds to Jake McPhee. Back to Brown in the corner. Nothing there. Tight defense. Chase Walker against Patrick at the right wing. Starts his dribble. Now top of the key. Two minutes remain in the third. 31-31. to 31. Cass, Cass City and Bedex all tied up. Top of the key. Brady Seltz inside to Keaton Brown. This one's short. Rebound still loose. Brought in by Jake McPhee. He's fouled. And he'll go to the free throw line for two shots on the putback. Again, Cass City just getting—they're just—they're just getting out-competed on the rebound side. I mean, defensively they're competing hard, but boy, that that ball there—I mean, <laughs> Cass City's got to get that. But McPhee's a big kid, big strong kid. He gets his hands on him. He's—he's got it for sure. And McPhee's first free throw is good. So Badex takes their first lead in quite some time here. As Griffin Meinhold checks in. Carter Patrick's going to get a breather, as does Tyler Cumper. Braille in the Valley checks in, as does Evan Clark, Riley Swiderski, Trent Patrick, and Michael Fernald. Second free throw is no good. Rebound still loose, and traced down by no one else than Jake McPhee. The three is no good, and rebound brought in by Evan Clark for Cass City. Griffin Meinhold gets the steal. No one in front of him goes up for the layup, and this one's in for two points. Griffin Meinhold with 11 points. Now Banix out by three points, 34-31. to 31. Evan Clark in the corner. To Trent Patrick, takes the three. This one's no good. Rebound loose and out of bounds. Last touch by Evan Clark. And it'll be Banix ball with a minute 12 left in the third quarter. Banix leading 34, Cassidy 31. Could get a swing here. Uh, Carter Patrick's on the bench. Maddox get another make here and get a stop and another make. All of a sudden, let's pull, put a little distance. This is Maddox's first lead since 7.45 left in the third quarter when they took an early lead in the third quarter with the first basket made in the second half. Otherwise, it's been all Cass City. And there is a foul on the three. Trent Patrick was defending against the three-pointer shot by Grady Seltz. And as a result, he will go to the free-throw line for three shots. This is the second time tonight that Bannex has gone with the free-throw line for three shots 
as has been fouled on the three. Well, <laughs> hate to say it, but sophomores do make mistakes. You know, big game, a little over-aggressive. Um, don't think, I think it's <laughs> from a coaching standpoint, we'll let him shoot. See if he can make that three. Don't need to be as aggressive as they were, but again, trying to be aggressive defensively. Just got into the shooter a little bit on that. Grady Seltz entered tonight with shooting two of six from the free throw line. So far, he's two of two tonight. And giving Bannex a five-point lead as it stands right now. One more to go. Trying to make a six-point game, and he does. It's 37 to 31. And it's a steal from Keaton Brown. Badax swinging all momentum to their side with 45 seconds left in the third. Badax 37, Cass City 31. Jake McPhee to group Meinhold in the corner. Gets the screen, feeds it down to Keaton Brown inside the lane. In for two. Keaton Brown with six points this quarter, nine on the night. It's now 39 to 31. Half 30 seconds left in the third quarter. It is an 11-0 run for the Badax Hatchets here. Carter Patrick in the right elbow, right wing against Rojas. 12 seconds left. Maddox coming alive. Evan Clark back to Carter Patrick. Five seconds left against Rojas. Three seconds. Going to have to get this one off as there's Cohen Sherman with the three. This one's no good. And we've reached the end of three quarters with Maddox leading by eight points. Their largest lead of the night. Currently on an 11-0 run. In just the last three minutes, you're listening to WLW Sports Network. Maddox out to their largest lead of the night at eight points, 39 to 31, with eight minutes remaining. With 3.03 remaining in the third quarter, it was Cass City 31, Maddox 28. Now it's Cass City 31, Maddox 39 as we start the fourth quarter. Cohen Sherman for Cass City over to Carpatrick, back to Sherman. Evan Clark against McPhee, about 34 feet away from the basket. Riley Swiderski against tight defense there from Chase Walker, back to Carpatrick inside the lane. Fadeaway jump shot is no good. Rebound still loose and brought in by Chase Walker for Maddox. Inside the lane, and we have a whistle, and it's going to be an offensive foul against Chase Walker as he's out of control, diving inside the lane. This will be Walker's first, Badax's fourth. Cassidy ball facing a full-court press here from Badax. 7.32 left in the fourth. With the way Badax is defending, and an eight-point deficit, they're going to, you know, their main guy's got to get going, and they're just being hounded all over the floor. Meinhold and Brown have been doing a great job. Really make them work for everything you're getting. Sherman to Carter Patrick, left elbow. Back to the top to Sherman. Dribbles twice into the corner to Riley Swiderski. Dribbling down the baseline against Chase Walker at the right elbow. Opposite block to Evan Clark, and this one's tipped away by Michael Jansen. Cohen Sherman chases it down, though, for Cass City. Jump stop down to the baseline, and it's out of control and out of bounds as Riley Swiderski couldn't bring that in. That's the ninth turnover for Cass City this evening. 39-31, Badax by eight points with the ball. Getting Badax defensive pressures, giving Cass City a hard time. The backdoor cuts look nice when they work, but 
That's, that's a tough play to run because both guys got to be on the same page. At the left wing for Badex. Now into the corner, down to the base, to the block, to Jake McPhee. Kicks it back out, opposite block, right wing for the three from Michael Jansen. He has 12. And it's now 42 to 31. 6.36 left in the fourth quarter. Evan Clark to Carter Patrick in the corner. Kicks it to the left elbow to Cohen Sherman. Goes up and is stripped away by Keaton Brown. The shot from Jake McPhee in transitions in for two. He has seven and Bad X is suddenly out by 13 points. 44 to 31 with 6-10 remaining in regulation. It is a 16-0 run for Bad X. Evan Clark can't get the layup to fall on the right wing, right elbow, excuse me. And he's going to pick up the foul after the missed shot. Keaton Brown brought in the rebound. This will be Evan Clark's second now. And team sixth. We have a timeout called by Aaron Fernald in the Red Hawks with 5.57 left in the fourth quarter. It is Bad Axe 44, Cass City 31. left in the fourth quarter, 41, or excuse me, 44 to 31. Maddox by 13 points as Maddox 6-3 in the corner for Michael Jansen. This was no good. We have a jump ball possession in favor of the Kansas City Redhawks. It's about the only thing that's gone right for the Redhawks in about the last five minutes. In reality, it's a good thing the Aaron went their way or they wouldn't have got that ball either. Again, you're down 13. They really got to get after on the defensive end, take some more chances, create some turnovers. He's kind of put token pressure on them there. A 16-0 run here for the Van Axe-Hatchets in the last four minutes. Trent Patrick, top of the key for the Red Hawks, trailing by 13 to Carter Patrick, left wing. Nothing there into the corner to Trent Patrick. Picks up short in the short corner. Carter Patrick trying to dribble through about three defenders. Takes the jump shot on the baseline, and this one's in for two points. 5.07 remaining in the fourth quarter, and the Red Hawks stop the bleeding for the moment. It's an 11-point differential. 44-31 with Carter Patrick made two. Diving inside the lane, Michael Jansen on the floater and out of control. Has the touch. He has 14. It is now 46-33. Well, I said the pregame, Jansen and Seltz is going to have to give them, hold up their end, and they definitely have. Chase Walker gets called for the reach-in foul. That's his second and team's fifth. And that's been uh, that's been big for him because taking some pressure off of Brown and, and Meinhold having a good game scoring some points Oh, absolutely. Too. You said it. Cassidy inbounds to Trent Patrick and Michael Fernald at the right elbow. Skip pass to the left corner. Down the baseline, Riley Swiderski jump stop in for two points. Nice move there from the senior. He has nine. 46-35, 11-point game, 420 left in regulation. 
And Bad X just caused their second turnover this entire evening as Chase Walker scrambled his feet inside the lane. So Cassidy Ball facing a full court press into Carter Patrick against Meinhold. Everyone else clears out across midcourt. Carter Patrick hustling. Four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Bad X 46, Cassidy 35. Riley Swarovski down the lane. He is fouled, and he'll go to the free throw line for two shots. It's good takes. You're going to have to do more of that because they're denying Fernald, Patrick all over the floor. They're starting to get tired. You can see it. So somebody else is going to have to pick it up, take it to the basket. Uh, and defensively, they can make this thing a little more helter-skelter. Again, put a little more pressure on a couple of those sophomore guards, see if you can get some turnovers. Um, Seltz is taking a – or not Seltz, but uh, Jansen. Jansen. Taking a couple shots there. A little questionable, the one he made, the other one he didn't. I'm sure Coach would like him to run the offense a little more than just come down and shoot it. But if they're going to make the comeback, got to convert these free throws. This is the first one for Riley Swiderski. Second free throw, no good. Rebound brought down by Keaton Brown. And it's nearly stolen away by Swiderski. And it's knocked out of bounds by Swiderski. That X ball. Halfway through the fourth. Four minutes remain. Keaton Brown will inbound to Jake McPhee. Breaks the press. And across midcourt is Chase Walker. Walker at the free throw line. Down in is nearly stolen away by Carter Patrick. Into the hands of Meinhold instead. There's the steal. And it's now still loose. And in the hands of Jake McPhee. We have a timeout called by Eric Glaza and the Hatchets. 46-35, Bad X by 11. Tries to get something going here to add to their score. Instead, it's blocked away, and then Michael Fernald cannot convert on the other end. And so it's Bad Axe Ball once again with an 11-point lead, 46 to 35. Three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Keaton Brown, loose ball and midcourt, picks it up for himself as well. Over to Michael Jansen, dives inside the lane, back on Jake McPhee in the corner. Slows things down, nearly pickpocketed by Trent Patrick. Over to the right wing to Griffin Meinhold, inside the paint, back out to Chase Walker. Wide open left wing. Now starts his dribble against Evan Clark. 2.45 left in the fourth. Bad Axe 46, Cass City 35. It's a tight game halfway through the third, and it's stolen away by Evan Clark and Trent Patrick. Evan Clark goes up for the layup. This one's no good, but there's Carter Patrick to clean up the boards. He has 12. 46 to 37. It's a nine-point game. Two and a half to play in regulation. Sophomore in half court going behind the back <laughs> with a lot of pressure. It's not exactly what you're hoping for, but Cassidy well, then. That's what sophomores do. That's It's kind of like touching the stove. You know, Ma tells you it's hot, but you have to touch it to really know what hot is. See, <laughs> so you've been working on your analogies and metaphors in the offseason. We walk the length of the court for a one in one situation for Keaton Brown, and he makes the first free throw. Carter. Excuse me, Trent Patrick with the foul on the other side of the court. So with 228 left in the fourth quarter, it's 37 to 47. Now it's 48 to 37. Both made free throws for Keaton Brown. He has 11. 
48-37. Bannex by 11 points. Carter Patrick gets the ball at the right wing against Griffin Meinhold. Dribbling inside to the free throw line. Nothing there. Trent Patrick takes a three from left wing NBA range. No good. Rebound ripped down by Keaton Brown. 22 rebounds for Badax tonight. 23 for Kansas City. Keaton Brown to the left wing. Back up to the top to Jansen. Over to Chase Walker right wing. Two minutes left in the fourth. And Carter Patrick knocks it out of bounds. It's kind of nice. The guy you've been trying to go to the post all night. Now he's up on top <laughs> running the point. Which... Uh, it's a nice, uh, nice feature for Badax. They can go inside now. Their best player, so you can't really just shut him down one way or the other. It's a nice option. Jansen dribbling through into a wide open Griffin Meinhold in the corner, slowing things down, and Michael Fernald nearly mugged him. And instead, he stepped out of bounds, and it will be a turnover. Just the third this evening for the Hatchets. Again, the way the game's been officiated, you better be strong with the ball. <laughs> they aren't going to call no touch fouls. So it's an 11-point lead for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Fernald inbounds to Trent Patrick, sophomore. The younger brother of Carter Patrick, who now has it left the wing. Against Meinhold. Takes the NBA three. This one hits nothing. And rebound brought in by Keaton Brown. And they're all night. Minute 30. Left in regulation. Double, double team on the full court for that. And they're going to say jump ball possession in favor of Bad Axe. So Keaton Brown will inbound. He's really had some great leadership on the court here tonight. Yes, he has. And there's a foul from Carter Patrick against Griffin Meinhold. This put Meinhold to the free throw line for one and one. And it's Carter Patrick's third personal, team's eighth. Griffin Meinhold. Enter tonight, 5 of 6 from the free throw line. And already tonight he is 2 of 3. And now he is 2 of 4 on a, made, on a miss. Rebound brought in by Michael Fernald. Minute 20 left in the fourth. Fernald dribbling through double teams, and he's going to be fouled by Keaton Brown. That is the seventh team foul against Badax. So this will put Fernald to the free throw line for 1 and 1. Keaton Brown's second. Team seventh. Probably would prefer not to foul there, but still staying with the tough defense. You're up 11. It's kind of afforded a little bit. Fernald is a 73% free throw shooter on the season. He makes the first one. So he gets a second as a bonus. He has 12 this evening. 38 for Cass City, 48. So Cass City goes for hard back. for the steal on this. Oh, they didn't make it. And Carter Patrick brings in the rebound, but he stepped out of bounds. So, again, you go really hard defensively, try to get the uh, steal here. I think you foul right away. Make this thing a free throw shooting contest. About your only chance. And they get it into the hands of Griffin Meinhold. And Michael Fernald immediately fouls him at midcourt. Yeah, that's, that's the ninth team foul. Yeah, that's a good way to go right here. I think Badak's just too good with the ball to sit there and think you're going to get steals from him. Better offset them at the free throw line. They split a pair. You come down and hit a three. All of a sudden, it's an eight-point game. As it stands right now, minute eight remaining, 48 to 38. Griffin Meinhold missed the front end of another one-and-one, one, um, and there's going to be a foul against Keaton Brown. Early saying is knocked no, out of bounds. It's on Meinhold. The foul goes against Griffin Meinhold. And in reality, 
because Cassidy didn't box him out. He dang near got his offensive rebound, but then bumped him from behind. So, so Evan Clark is now at the free throw line. Has not attempted a free throw this season. Couple big makes here. He cut it day with a minute six left. A lot of stuff can happen yet. Free throws up and it's good. So he has three points this evening. One for one for the free throw line. So Again, minute I, six remain. I think Cassidy stays with the same game plan. So Cohen Sherman tried to substitute. The ball was already in the hands of Evan Clark, so they're going to let the substitution happen. Replacing Michael Fernald. How many fouls does uh, Fernald have? Michael Fernald has two. Right. Second free throw for Evan Clark is up, and it is no good. Rebound brought in by Cohen Sherman. Cassidy over to Riley Swiderski for three. This one's no good. And rebound ripped down by Keaton Brown, and he's fighting for his life in there. And we have a foul against Cassidy. Foul will go against Cohen Sherman, his first. And now it's double bonus for Vadex. We walk the length of the court, and this puts Keaton Brown back to the free throw line, shooting two. He is four for four for the free throw line tonight. City's had some chances here in the fourth quarter shoot free throws and just unable to knock enough of them down. They need to make them all. They are two for six from the free throw line as, as Keith Brown misses the first one here. Right. Again, you make that last one, you know, you're only down eight. Brown comes down, misses this one, and all of a sudden you come down and make it three. I mean, this thing's, there's a lot of game here left. 57 seconds remain, and he makes the second one. So he has 12 points, 39 to 49. Takes a three, Carter Patrick down to the key. This one's no good. Michael Bernal tries to go for the rebound, but he's fouled from behind from Keaton Brown. So that'll be Keaton's third personal, team's ninth, and puts Michael Fernald to the free throw line for one and one. Say the foul was on the rebound. Again, Badax keeps getting his, or Cassidy keeps getting a chance to score without that clock moving. You said they're two for six here in the fourth quarter? Yes. And misses it. Wow. Rebound ripped down by Chase Walker. And we have a foul, and this will put. It's out of bounds. Oh, out of bounds, okay. It's looking down there for a second, just assumed. Yeah, he just dribbled it out of bounds. <laughs> So Cassidy ball. Well, that's a Bannock's dribbled it out. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so Cohen Sherman inbounds to Carter Patrick, takes three immediately. This one's no good. Rebound, though, brought in by Tyler Kumper. Riley Swiderski, top of the key to Cohen Sherman. Wide open down the right side of the lane, off the glass, and it's in for two points. For number five, Cohen Sherman, his first points of the night. 33 seconds left in the fourth. It's 49-41. to 41. Bannock's by eight points. Back on the ranch, Cassidy immediately fouls on the inbound and puts Jake McPhee to the free throw line for two shots. He's one for two from the free throw line tonight already. And the first one is no good. McPhee is a 43% free throw shooter entering this evening. 
Not a lot of hope, but Maddox ain't exactly putting this thing away. Maddox has had three turnovers in this fourth quarter as it goes over two from the free throw line. Rebound brought down by Tyler Cumber in the hands of Carter Patrick. 25 seconds left. Takes the three. Top of the key. This one's in and out. No good. And Keaton Brown brings down the rebound. He's going to dribble this one out himself. And he draws the foul as Riley Swiderski reached it. That is Swiderski's fourth double bonus. We walk the length of the court. So Keaton Brown back to the free throw line. Five of six so far from the charity strike. Cassidy's had a lot of chances to get back in this, but again, that that type of pressure defense where you just dog them just nonstop, which is the reason you do it, because usually in the fourth quarter, the legs kind of go, and it's awful hard to score. Keaton Brown makes the first free throw. Extends the lead back out to nine with 19 and a half seconds left. Keaton Brown with a senior effort here tonight has propelled this Bannock squad in front. Keaton's second free throw is up, and it is no good. Rebound brought down by Carter Patrick. Speeds it down inside the lane and is knocked loose as Tyler Kumper can't finish the layup, which is wide open. It's knocked out of bounds by Riley Swiderski. Bad X ball. Keaton Brown inbounds to Jake McPhee, and they're just going to let this one dribble out. Not even going to foul. Ten seconds left over to Griffin Meinhold. They'll just hold the ball, and this is going to do it. Maddox wins by nine points, comes from behind in the third quarter to take the lead and didn't look back, and they take out the Cassaretta Hawks by nine points. Final score, Maddox 50, Cass City 41. Maddox now 1-0 in divisional play in the Greer of the West. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Hang tight. We'll have your post-game show in just a few moments right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Bad X50, Kansas City 41. Final score from Cass City on a Friday night. It is Bad X Winning by nine points, 50 to 41 over the Kansas City Redhawks. The Bannock's Hatchets led by Michael Jansen, the sophomore, with 14 points. Keaton Brown close behind at 13 with a double double, well into the double digits with rebounds as well. Kansas City led by Carter Patrick and Michael Pernald, each with 12. We'll have all the details in just four minutes right here on the WMW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services. Final in the first game of divisional play in the Greer of the West, and we have Badax winning by nine points, 50 to 41, over the Castle Red Hawks in Cass City. It was eight to eight at the end of the first quarter. It was 20 to 20 at halftime. It was then suddenly Badax 39, Cass City 31 at the end of the third quarter, thanks in part to a 16-0 run over the course of four minutes and 53 seconds for the Bad Axe Hatchets, which put them up ahead and did not look back as then they outscored 
Kansas City in the fourth quarter, 11 to 10, to take a 50 to 41 victory on the road to improve to 7 and 0 on the season. Now four road games, technically five with the Little Caesars Arena, five and 0 in road games as well. And Banax was led by the sophomore Michael Jansen with 14 points. He had three threes and two baskets as well. And close behind, Keaton Brown with 13 points. Bang up performance from the free throw line. Banged up performance from inside. Ripping down those rebounds all night is also making a presence known on defense. And then, of course, after that, we have Griffin Meinhold with 11 points, who made that three at the buzzer at halftime to tie the game at 20. And then in single digits, we have Jake McPhee at 7 and three points for Grady Seltz, rounding out the scoring for the Bad Axe Hatchets. From the free throw line, Bad Axe was 13-21 for 61%, had 24 rebounds in the night. That's three less than Cass City. Just four turnovers for the Hatchets. That is seven less turnovers than Cass City. Yeah, I mean, you break the game down. Bad Axe had a great game plan coming in. Um, I thought player of the game was probably Meinhold. You know, he, he took Patrick. And I know he was splitting time, but he takes Patrick, denies all over the floor, and then still gets you double digits uh, in the scorebook. Man, that, that's, that's huge. That's impressive. And, and, and they needed that. And, uh, you know, the game plan of going down low to Brown and not having to have him up on top, um, so that, that was worked out well as well. You know, again, from the Cass City perspective, you know, the defensive assignments that uh, Baddox had really worked out because in the second half, you know, Patrick's 2-8 from the field. Fernald was only 1-3. He only got three shots off. Wow. So they just, wore, they just wore down. And uh, and Cassie really didn't have an answer. I mean, they didn't have an inside game. They didn't have anybody that just take him to the basket. Um, so I'm assuming Coach Fernald is a little disappointed in this uh, shooting as poorly as they did at home. Again, they're only 4-12 from the free throw line as well. Um, they, so, you know, they left some points out there. And again, it's a uh, first uh, battle in the league, but this is a big one for for uh, Badex. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of teams out there thought uh, Cass City, and I think in the end, Cass City's still gonna have something to say about They're who wins this. If, noise, if, yeah. yeah, if they, even if they don't, um, but uh, that's a big win for Badex on the road, and um, it's a great start to uh, the 2023 <laughs> Greater Thumb West. That's for sure. As has been the season, been the case all season, and frankly, the last three seasons, Cass City led in tandem by Carter Patrick and Michael Fernald, each with 12 points. Riley Swirsky at nine, and then three points for Evan Clark and Trent Patrick, and two points for Cohen Sherman. Four of 12 from the free throw line for Cass City for 33% with 11 turnovers on the night. One in the first quarter, four in the second quarter, thir- three in the third quarter, and three in the fourth quarter. And out-rebounding Bannocks by 3, 27-24. We had four lead change, or excuse me, three lead changes and five ties in this ballgame. It was neck-and-neck neck halfway through the third quarter. Then Bannocks opened things wide open. Well, again, that uh, Bannocks' pressure started to wear on them, and then they got a couple things going for them. And it seemed like Bannocks got all the loose balls tonight. They are a little quicker to the ball. And, again, I think that defensive pressure kind of wears you down. But when... You can't score, you know, pretty much if you look at Cassidy's game, it is a perimeter game unless Patrick can take you off the dribble and Bad Axe is trying to deny him. And then when he had, you know, they're spying him, they're helping off if he did put it on the floor. So Cassidy had no inside presence, uh, no nowhere to go to get an easy basket. So, you know, if you <laughs> when you don't shoot well, 
uh, it's easy to make a run because you just ain't got nowhere to go just to get an easy basket or get a foul and get to the freezer line. Final thought, we'll, we'll just go through the shooting percentages for both teams. Yeah, I mean, in the end, Badax was 11 of 26 inside the arc for 42%. Uh, they didn't shoot the lights out. You know, they're 5 of 17 from the arc for 29%. So, overall, they shot 37%. Um, they were 13 of 21 and 61% at the free throw line. A lot of them free throws come late. Uh, Cass City's fouling to try to stay in the game. And then you look at Cass City, overall, they were 14 of 29 48% inside the arc, but they're only 3 of 14 from behind the arc for 21%. And again, they're 17 of 43 for 40%. So from a shooting percent standpoint, they were a little bit better than Bad Axe, but uh, the 4 of 12 at the free throw line, uh, they left some points there. There were some one-on-ones they missed. So um, overall, kind of a disappointing shooting night for Cass City. But again, you got to give credit to Bad Axe's defense. I thought they did a phenomenal job. They did exactly what the game plan was. They executed it. Uh, they had help where they had to have it. They competed really hard. Uh, they got they got more of the loose balls than uh, Cass City did. So they they did all the things they needed to do to win. That's for sure. And now Bannex improves to seven and zero overall, one and zero in divisional play. Cass City with their first loss of the season at five and one and zero and one in divisional play in the Greer Thumb West. Cass City now hits the road next week. The on Wednesday and Friday they're at USA at Vassar before returning home against Carroll the following Wednesday on the 18th. Bad Axe continues their road trip as they now travel to Reese, who defeated Vassar tonight by 26 points, 76-50. And then they return home on the 13th on Wednesday to take on Sanford Meridian for the Bad Axe Hatchets. It's Bad Axe's nemesis. <laughs> yes, it's, it is. It's Ben Reese. I mean, they, they, I mean that's, a, that's a game they have to get past, uh, you know, to win this thing. Um, you know, Reese has had some really strong teams the last few years, so it's understandable, you know, that you haven't gotten them. They've played them tough most of the time. So, but, you know, there, there's a little psychological thing there, and it is at Reese. Uh, that is at Reese, yes. Yeah, so, any, you know, anytime you go to Reese, there's always a little psychological thing. It's just a tough place to play, and, um, you know, Reese always seems to bring it at home. So, yeah, that, again, another big game in the, you know, in the in the West um, there's going to be a big game every night, I think, in the West with somebody, whether it be Lakers or Cass City or Reese or, you know, or Bad Axe. I mean, there's just going to be a good game every week. And a big congratulations, uh, shifting gears here a little bit, but to Al DeMott, head coach for Sandusky Girls Basketball, now the winningest coach in girls basketball history in the state of Michigan with 798 victories as Sandusky defeats USA tonight for Aldemont's 798th victory in his career. <laughs> 798. Right. That is impressive. You know, it was, it was funny because uh, when Mark Gainforth got inducted into the Hall of Fame here in October, yeah. we were talking 400-some wins and, I don't know, he had a couple hundred losses, and he says, I haven't even coached as many games as Aldemont has won. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, 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 and that's Mark, very true. And Mark coached 24 years. So, so that's, uh, yeah, that's an impressive uh, – from Al's standpoint, uh, he's a great coach. He's been a dominant coach ever since. So, yeah, congratulations. That's awesome. That is very, very great accolade, and that that, uh, that took place at USA. Yeah, I heard that they were playing it on a Friday night, so must have been. <laughs> yeah. So Reese defeats Vassar by 26. Brown City defeats Harbor Beach 52-41. to And that looks to appear to be our only scores that we have so far to report to you. 
So, final thoughts, Steve Bone. We survived our first broadcast. I'm not sure I'll be able to hear on my left ear tomorrow uh, due to our setup tonight, but... Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we survived our first broadcast, which is always, frankly, the only thing we can ask for. Well, just bring the other cord next time. You just have your right <laughs> ear. Right ear, next we'll week. be all set. Yeah. But uh, no, it's uh, it's always fun to get back and at it and, and kind of see what the teams have got going. I mean, you always have that preseason thoughts in your head, and then when you actually see it, sometimes some of it comes to, you know, the way you think it is, and then sometimes it doesn't. But uh, I think you know, but a, a real shining deal for uh, Badax tonight. Um, Jansen, that sophomore, he's going to have yeah. to have a good year for them to win it. And uh, tonight was a great night for him. And again, uh, I was impressed with Meinhold last year with again his defense and the you know he does a lot of the dirty work. And if he can get him double figures, uh, Badax is really going to be tough. Um, from Cass City's side of it, uh, again they've got probably two of the best players in the league. Uh, Coach Fernald's got to figure out somehow to get somebody else to go with them. Again, I said it early in the game. Those two are very confident with the ball and looking to score, and everybody else really isn't. And uh, as a a former coach defending against that, well, I will – I will uh, cheat off of you to go guard someone else because eh, I don't think you really want to shoot it. So, um, so yeah, they're going to have to contend with that and uh, get some stuff figured out there. Another, one other score to report, Sandusky Boys also wins at USA 50-38 to over USA as well. So, Steve Bone, we're back on air next Friday as we shift our attention to the Greertham East for the old backyard brawl between Ubley and Harbor Beach in Ubley. Again, those are always great games. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, Clark doesn't give me the schedule, so I, <laughs> I just learn it here. So I got no prep for it or nothing. Actually, I do because I have seen Ugly play and I have seen Ugly Beach play. But, <laughs> again, I'm, I'm, it just goes to describe the, there, the I, early <laughs> bits of the season where it's like. I'm just staring at you waiting for you to tell me where we're going because I got no clue. But hey, this is like the NFL. We're flexing. You yes, know I mean? yes. We, we flex our schedule every we, single week. Yes, we do. Oh, good grief. That just explains how the early season of our broadcast and basketball goes. By the time football ends, I'm so I'm ready for a break so bad. And then all of a sudden it's, it's Christmas, and I'm like, oh, geez, we need to figure this out. And then Steve's willing to go wherever we need to go. Yes, and again, I did see uh, – Ubley play their night at Bad Axe. Um, they're going to get there. They're a little behind. Again, that football yeah. thing. Oh, that takes you out of it. I mean, I remember, yeah, I remember a couple years when Bitzer and those guys played in that state finals. I mean, it just it just takes a, lo- it yep. takes a lot longer than you would think. Again, your basketball legs and football legs, completely different. Same with, you know, everything else, part of the game. Um the other night, uh, just for instance, Peruski missed some shots that he, he won't miss as the season goes. But he's, you know, he's just starting to get into it as, as well as most of the ugly players. So I think they're a little behind. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they got up to going. Is that at Harbor Beach? At, at Ubley. Oh, at Ubley. at Ubley. All right. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Yes, indeed, as always. Well, tonight's broadcast was brought to you by Thumb Sailor, Dia Services of Cass City, North Star Bank, Kohler Propane, Hills and Dales Healthcare, Flannery Auto Mall, McVeigh Insurance Agency, Mc- Burkhard Plumbing and Heating, Thumb Bank and Trust, Case Surveying, and Sure Health. On behalf of Steve Bone, I'm Clark Ramsey. Thank you for listening tonight as the Bad Axe Hatchets pull away in the second half to win by nine points, 50-41, to 41, led by the sophomore, Michael Jansen, as well as Keaton Brown with 13 points, Jansen with 14. Impressive showing from there. 
We will be back on air, like we said, next Friday from Ubley, from the M19 Valley, as the Ubley Bearcats will host the Harbor Beach Pirates for a battle of the orange and black, as it's the Backyard Brawl Basketball Edition, as they'll square things off and try to get going in the Greater Thumb East. From the Greater Thumb West, Badex out to an early lead with a 1-0 divisional record, as is Reese, as they take out Vassar, and Badex and Reese on a collision course for the 11th. That would be on Wednesday. So on behalf of Steve Bone, I'm Clark Ramsey. Thank you for listening tonight. Your list, your home for the entire season is right here on the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Bad X50, Cassidy 41. Good night. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services on Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your hardwood home for high school hoops is the WLEW Sports Network.